1: Dips inside and hits. Oh, oh! what a, what a goal!
2: Right, that is from Ross Wallace. Chris Waddle, is he going to have a crack?
1: Oh, he does, it's good. Anything Paul Gascoigne can do, Chris Waddle can do.
3: One won by Stephen Fletcher back towards
1: Adam Ridge. Oh!
4: You're listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello and welcome to The Debate Show. This is the week, the show devoted to Sheffield Wednesday, where we give you the chance to have your say and for us to listen to your opinion on your club. Uh, If you're listening to the recording of this in the podcast uh, and you're wondering how you can get involved, then just follow us on Twitter. It's at WTIDpod and then you'll see when we go live every Wednesday at eight o'clock. If you want to have your say, then press the microphone icon on the bottom left and just request a talk. Uh, It really is that simple. no, Liam Giles this week. Um, I'm not flying solo. I'm joined by uh, podcast patron member Tom. Tom, how are you, mate? You all right?
5: Yeah, I'm good. Thanks yourself, mate.
4: Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. Uh, first of all, how are you feeling after Monday? Have you have you got over it yet, or or not?
5: Yeah, uh, I mess I messaged you. Uh, I think either Monday night or or Tuesday morning, just saying that. Obviously, yeah, I'm gutted, but in a way, I can see that over the last season, Darren Moore's trying to build something and there seems to be a bit more togetherness between the hierarchy, the management, the players, the fans. It felt like it, obviously it was gutting to, to lose, but it felt like over the two the two games the better team went through and I can sort of I can sort of deal with that. That we I don't think we were robbed in any way, shape or form. I just don't think we turned up. So yeah, I'm gutted, but I'm not absolutely heartbroken.
4: Yeah, I think last um, at the time, like I said, I would. You're right there. It's just gutting, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like just to to lose in the playoffs. You know that's what that third time it's happened in what seven seven years now. When uh, obviously didn't make it to Wembley this time. But yeah, it was just you know the. It's what, I hate saying it, but you know what people say: that it's the hope that kills you, kind of thing. And uh, <laughs> it's not, you know, you, th- you think you're going to do it and everything, and all the optimism, and it gets kind of pulled away from you. You know, especially in the way that it did. You know, in the in the 90th minute. Um, now, before we you know bring other people on and uh, and hear what they've got to say, let's just kick things off by talking about some of these rumors that have been uh, that have been going around obviously on the list of players at a are, are contract is uh Nathaniel mendes Mendez-Lang um rumors are that he's is uh, apparently on his way to Wigan um and apparently that deal was done two weeks ago as well from like I said these are these are only rumors by the way so nothing has been uh, has been confirmed um but yeah what if if that is the case Tom are you surprised shocked disappointed at that you know if he, if he does move on
5: So, given the formation that we play, I think for him, he needs to move. Um, He's not a wing-back, he's not a striker, he's an out-and-out winger, and he's not going to be consistent in the Darren Moore team because he doesn't play in one of his preferred positions. Obviously, he's been used as a wing-back before, and he's done all right, and he's been placed up front, and he's done okay. But over the course of the season, is he as an individual going to be happy being a bit part player Playing in two unfamiliar positions, probably not. Given what you've said there, it was agreed two weeks ago. If that's the case, then why the hell is Darren Moore even putting him in the squad? If that is the case, he's not going to go out there give his all in case of getting a risk of an injury, or he's, he's, he's effectively he's not our player if it was agreed two weeks ago. So I would find that hard to believe that he was. It was agreed two weeks ago. If he goes, he goes. Good luck to him. It was a punt on both sides. Obviously, he left Cardiff for a reason. We took a gamble. He did okay for us. And he's put himself in the shot window. And if he's going to go to Wigan, good luck to him. Division higher. Potentially playing in his more familiar position, so uh, yeah, just just good luck to him if he's off
4: there. Yeah, I mean, you, you said it there. You know, that's not his uh, preferred position, and you could you, you've seen that in a in a few occasions. You know, th- this season, I think a few people have said he's been all right and going backwards, but you know, he's not he's not great. He's not he's not playing that role like he like he should, and you know, um, that was that was evident on Monday night, were not it, when the ball went over the top for their goal and I think he kind of forgot where he was for, <laughs> for a minute and forgot what his <laughs> job was, you know, uh, you know, didn't track his man and, and obviously they scored that goal. But yeah, for me, I mean, for those that have listened to the podcast that went out this morning, I I, I had him on the list of to not sign him again for another season. So if he has gone to uh, to Wigan for me, then that's not a, it's not a massive loss. Like you said, it doesn't really fit the the system that Darren Moore tries to play, although i have got my you know feelings that i don't think we're going to be playing three five two next season I, th- I feel like we're going to switch to a you know that four two three one that he that he wanted to play at the start of the season even though it would you know gave up pretty boring football but um that that's my feelings on it but you know it, it, like i said if there are only rumors by the way nothing has been confirmed but if, if there are rumours are true, that he has gone off to uh, Wigan, like I said, all the, all the best to him. Just before we do move on, is, is he a championship quality player? Because obviously Wigan have gone up uh, gone up as champions, They're, they'll now be in the championship next season. Do you think he is good enough to play in the championship?
5: Um, yeah, I mean, well, going back to what you mentioned there very quickly, if we're going to play 4-2-3-1 next season and he's, at, he's looking for reassurances and Darren Moore is going to go down that route then, I find it strange we've not offered him something because as an out-and-out winger, when we've seen him in those areas, he's, he's been good. So I I find it a bit confusing from that point of view. If, if we're going to play that formation and we've got a player at the club who seems to be okay, I, I, I don't see why we've let him go uh, unless they've offered him X amount and a, and a longer deal and more security for him and, and his family. Um, is he a championship quality player? I'd probably say yeah. Low, Lower-end Champion, championship player, plenty of experience there. If he can just keep out of bother, then I think he'll be all right.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking, he obviously has played in the Championship. That, that's where he played last, before he came to us, you know, uh, he was in the Championship with Cardiff and then briefly with Middlesbrough before he came to us. Um, championship with Peterborough earlier on in his career. And, he, and he's also played in the Premier League. I've looked, he's actually scored in all of the top four divisions as well. So he's, uh, I think he was in League Two. Uh, I can't remember who it was. he was. Uh, who is it? who he was... Um, let's have a look. League two, I think that was Peterborough as, as well. Um, no, I tell a lie. Cambridge United, he was on loan at, in 2014. So yeah, he's played in all all the top four divisions, and like I said, and scored in all top four as well. But yeah, if if it's for me, it's not a massive blow if he if he goes. I don't think he's lit it up this this season. If he if he had, he'd have been playing every single week. I know he's had injuries and and whatnot, but uh, be yeah, all the all the best. But let's see if that is actually. Confirmed, and the other one, um, Liam, he's going to have probably have a, a day of mourning. To be perfectly honest, uh, but rumours are that Massimo Luongo's not going to sign a new contract, and he's uh, he's going back to Australia, um, obviously his home country. Um, I said, if, if that is true, that's a massive blow in it, Tom.
5: It is, but as a as a club, we need to be looking forward into the future. Don't get me wrong, Massimo luongo has been a good servant to Wednesday when he's been fit and available, and he's played well the majority of the games this season. What I've seen over the last couple of games, and not just him, but others, the, the just, there wasn't enough quality in possession and on the ball. If Massimo Molongo was a Sheffield Wednesday player next year, then I'd have no concerns whatsoever. But I would like to see him more as a squad player, playing in every other game maybe. I'd rather see some young talent try and come through now or we bring somebody in who can rubber stamp that position for the next probably three or four seasons. Luongo, if he were to stay, he'd probably have one more year and then that's him gone. That's him done at this, probably in in England. So I think with us not getting promoted, I think it's made the decision a lot easier for him from a family point of view, by the sounds of it, from the rumours that's been flying around.
4: Yeah, he's obviously got, you know, I think he's got a young son and and a young daughter as well. Um, you know, he's, he's what, 29 if he's going to be turning 30 before the end of the year. So he's getting to that age anywhere, you know, maybe maybe family does come first. So he's just looking, he's played 25 games this season, believe it or not, even though it's felt like he's been injured for uh, for most. 27 if you include both of the the playoffs, just the one goal, four assists. But he's, he's, he's more than that, and he? he's more than... um. The goals and assists. That is what probably one, one criticism of him. He gets in some fantastic opportunities, and he just don't put the ball in the back of the net. But when you look at when he has played this season, um, there was only Oxford when we got beat, Rotherham, Lincoln, and then Wickham at the end. So he, he's only he's only suffered four defeats in those uh, in those twenty five games uh, that, he's, that he's played this season. So it's no denying that we are we are better with him with than without him. But you know, like you said there, I mean, who, who would you? who would replace him uh, in the current squad that we've that we've got now?
5: It's a tough one because we're not seeing much of a den around. Dele Bishiro's quite raw. You've got Bayers and Bannon in there. There's not really anybody else within the current squad. Um, I mean, I think he's quite harsh on Dele Bishiro based on how he played against MK Dons um, that we're not trying to look forward and look to the future to say, if he does go, then we've got somebody in there. Yeah, he doesn't sit as much as Luongo does. He covers more grass, which main may turn may do that more sitting role, and then you've got Bannon who can get on the ball and dictate it, and Yellow Bishira who can cover the grass.
4: Yeah, I was I was about to say there. You know, would you not would you not pick Byers to do that role? Is that something that he could do? He, he looks to be a a bit of a battler. You know, he, he likes a good tackle and what having that's that's exactly what Massimo Luongo brings to the table isn't it. But yeah, I mean if that if again if these are just rumours or sort of stress that, you know, nothing is, is confirmed. Um but if if he is off and he is he going back to Australia, like I said, for me, it's a bit of a blow, but you're right in what you're saying, that we have got to look to the future. And I, I have been saying for, you know for the past couple of weeks now that, that the squad is old. Like when you when you look at the some of the quote unquote better players, they are perhaps on the wrong side of thirty or or getting up to thirty years old. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Um but for me, you know, when you come up against some you know, younger players. We we need that youth in this in the side, and maybe that's gonna. You know, we, we were t- talking about the the midfield three, but maybe now that's given a chance to some other players that can that can step up to the plate. And and who knows? You know, D- Darren Moore might have already got some uh, some replacements uh, lined up. Uh, I can see there's quite a lot of people that uh, that want to have their say as well. So I'll just bring uh, bring a few of you up, and we can like I said, we can talk about anything you want. We can talk about those rumours. We can talk about. Uh, Obviously, Sunderland in the uh, in the playoffs. We can talk about where it all went wrong this season. Uh, we can also talk about who stays and who goes. Obviously, Mass and Mendes Langer, are two of those that are out of contract. Silasau, Saido Berahino, Jack Hunt, Callum Patterson, Shea Dunkley, and Joe Wildsmith is on that list. Bit of a question, bit of a grey area over Sam Hutchinson. By the way, I, I see some reports that. Is signed until next season. I see others saying that we're in talks of extending his contract. I've absolutely no idea whether Sam Hutchinson is, um, you know, his contract until next season or not. But we'll, we'll add him to the list as well. And we can also talk about where we need to strengthen. Uh, I also put that tweet out earlier. Um, Sam, I'm going to come to you first, mate. First of all, uh, welcome to the show. Just want to unmute yourself, Sam.
6: Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, can you? I'm right? mate. You're, You're all right? Right. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I just wanted to just say a couple of things. Uh, yeah, go on, I mate. Fire on, away. Uh, went on on Monday night, and uh, obviously I was I was uh, seeing the cop. The atmosphere was amazing. Loved it. The only thing I have got an issue on. I think everyone will have an issue on was uh, the ref and the, the decisions he made uh, in the in the game was terrible. Uh, that it's just. To be fair, they Sunderland seemed like a kind of a bit of a Wickham team, like going down all the time. I was like shouting like at the ref, and obviously he was just ignoring. If we if Wednesday went down, just like yeah, stop the game, and I'm like, we're not going to get anywhere playing. You know, with a ref like this, it just it got me yeah really frustrated.
4: Yeah, I must admit that the 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 the, um, referee was poor. Um, There were people around me that were. That were shouting and screaming and what have you, you know, every time the, uh, you know, they, I said there was time wasting, but did, did you not kind of come to expect that, Sam, you know, when they, when they had a 1 0? To
6: yeah, because obviously we were 1 0 down uh, from obviously Stadium Malai, I did see it coming, but like the other caller said, we didn't really turn up and we should have had a bit more fight in us, really, to kick on. Uh, obviously, we had the second half playing towards the cop. And I thought we would turn it around. Obviously, Gregory is a, an absolute player for us. Really, if he wasn't injured early on in the season, he would definitely have gone past twenty goals. But he's just such a a, a good number nine, such a good player. Um, but yeah, it's just well, I was just a bit I was just a bit numb, really, after the game. To be fair, <laughs> really yeah, well, numb.
4: Where did it go wrong then for you in in the playoffs? What what kind of what did we not do, or was it a case of just Sunderland just stifled us a little bit too much?
6: I think it was that. Uh, I think it was Sunderland. They've, I think they've watched us in the past. Uh, we obviously like to play on the ground, you know, and they didn't let us do that. And they did it more. They had a lot more. Say public quality on the ball. Um, it was very quick pace football from them, and so they got it spot on really both legs, which. It's just like I didn't really want to see Wednesday in League One again. I wanted it. They don't deserve to be in League One. They're a they're a championship team, and you know. And it's just. Well, the thing is, another thing is Josh Windass. Yeah, uh, I, I've I've said a couple of things in the past about him, but I saw. I don't know what minute of game it was, but I think uh, Barry Bannon had a right game on the pitch. I think it was for not tracking back or tackling, and to be fair. I don't think he wants to be here in League One playing for Shift Wednesday. I think he wants to be in a Championship club, and he just didn't seem bothered at all. Yeah, uh,
4: I mean, you're not the first person that said that. You know, quite a few have uh, have said that he don't want to. You know, it, it seems like he don't want to he be doesn't here. He does not
6: seem bothered though. He just didn't seem bothered at all when he came. Obviously, did he start? Yeah, he did start. He did. Yeah. But, yeah, but he didn't. He didn't seem bothered at all. I'm thinking, come on, we we can we can get we can win it two one easy, you know, but. He was just jogging about. He was on the wrong side of Gregory when he was playing a ball into Gregory. And obviously Gregory was getting a bit fed up with him. And he was just like, yeah, he doesn't... I'd be very surprised if, if he's going to be here start of the season very surprised well, I think that's he, why
4: he, he's contracted sorry. until uh, until next season the summer of 2023 so you know as it stands he is a, a Jeff Wednesday player i mean yeah. what well, so you know is someone going to come in for someone um you know obviously if, if you don't want to play in league 1 then you're looking at a championship is someone going to come in for someone that's played well i, I think
6: you know. i think someone will because he's obviously giving him given him an improvement contract i think he's waiting for someone to come in to take him for a bit of money, I think. And then they can either get a lone player, like, is it Parrot from MK Dons? Yep. I think he's quite a good player. Uh, but I don't know if he'd stay down in League One for another season. Yeah, I really it,
4: don't know. It, it, for me, he's, he's probably going to move... To, you know, if he's going to go out and loan again, yeah. yeah probably, same with Peac- Peacock Farrell as well. I, you know, if, if we'd have gone, gone up into the championship, I could have probably said, you know, we could try and fair, sign him know, Farrell
6: again. Hasn't been the best either. He hasn't been a, an amazing goalkeeper. He has made some absolute, you know, I don't know. Say he should have done a bit better, in my opinion. He should have lot, done a lot better, knowing it is from is uh, from Burnley, and you know, he should have done a lot better, but. You
4: know, that's that's what, that's how it is, isn't it? Great stuff. Just, Sam, uh, do do stick around, mate. Um, I'm just going to bring Ben in as well. Uh, ben, how are you, mate? You all right? Yeah, not bad, pal, you? That's fine. For, how many 180s have you scored then, pal?
7: I've only had one tonight, but the mate, Paulie's had three so far. But <laughs> I lost first match 9-2 because school was up to 9 and five three up a minute, so I've had little breaks. All
4: right, nice one, pal. Nice now, one. I'll put it
7: back into form. <laughs> Good stuff.
4: Go on, Ben, what do you want to talk <laughs> about?
7: Yeah. Um, first of all, before I, I kick off and, and run, which I probably will do, that's not like you've keep the, Exactly. Well, well we've got to keep Darren Moore first. So I'm going to kind of contradict some of the stuff I'm saying there, but we've got to keep him. He deserves a chance. However, you were absolutely out coached on Friday night. I'm sorry. We went there playing for a nil-nil. We sat back. Bannon weren't fit. That midfield three was sat so deep we couldn't get out. And their midfield were all obvious Friday night Yeah. And after 10.50, 10, everyone in stand was saying the same. You've got to get Deli Bashira on to somebody that can be a bit of strength, barge through him, he didn't have a clue. He, he's changed work, second half, wind us on, and it still didn't impact at midfield. We got away with it Friday. Monday, I thought we'll come out in traps, so I'll be a real good goal. And we reverted to this tipping out, passing out front back. And a lot of people are getting back to saying, oh, yeah, but he's trying to bring them on to us. How many chances did we create rolling out from back? Hardly any. And I just thought we got out-coached, mate, um, in them two games. I thought, you know, they did a the job on us. Uh, they deserve it. You know, less, you know, I'm not being bitter or anything like that. They deserve it, mate.
4: Yeah, I mean, and I, I've, 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 I've got to agree that over the course of the two legs, we just, we, you know, ultimately we weren't good enough. Like, that. That's, that is what it is. I think, that, you know, on Friday we went, you know, like you said there, with a game plan of, like, not to lose, which... We've never done that at all this this season. Not not you know yeah. when we've gone to the likes of you know Wigan or Sunderland or um, Bolton or a- anywhere you know these these good good sides Oxford, um, Wickham anywhere like that. I suppose Wickham maybe we did change the style a little bit, but we we've not gone and, and kind of tried to contain anything. We've gone and, and gone and trying to win the game. No, I'm
7: not saying go all like attack or all like that but play a normal game. I mean for me. Don't treat it as a playoff. Treat them as two individual games. Go to, to win them both. Yeah, you don't have to go all that attack and go all silly, but we had no intention of going for that game at all Friday. And I said, we're lucky because that midfield were getting trounced all over. And down Moore didn't have an answer, mate, at all that game. And he's got to learn. Um, but we come away 1-0 and you're thinking, we've got a real chance on Monday. And I don't think we turned up, mates because, yeah, we had a little spell towards the end after we scored, but I just thought it felt flat all night and... Yeah, a bit gutted, but when you look at it, we've got, what, 85 points. It's a real chance next season to kick on, mate. And for me, he gets next season to start with. Maybe game, you know, 10, 15 games, see how we start, and if we're doing well, it stays for me, so.
4: Yeah, I mean, but- you, you, you said there, like, you know, we've got run over in the midfield and what, what, what could he have done to do anything different? Because obviously it's, it's one thing trying to do you know your game, because because Sunderland when they came to Hillsborough, they, they didn't look like they were trying to score for me. Like they they were getting on the ball and what have you, but they didn't look like they, you know they weren't having shots from outside the box or anything like that. They were they were quite happy to just just keep the ball and just you know make sure what that we've not at? got it.
7: Mk Don's away, Deli Bashir played, and I thought he was man of match for me. Apart from yeah. Matt Screamer from Bannon he was best player on pitch for me, and nobody could get close to me. we He was barging for everybody. They couldn't they couldn't catch him it. So for me, Friday night it would clear after ten minutes, get him on. He's chucking that midfield just to keep hold at ball. He'll run with it. Well, um, can so that, think, he can do that,
4: can't he? He can get you out of a bit yeah. of a sticky situation, can't he? he? Gets on the ball, he runs with it, but like you said, barges people out of the way, and he can get you, you know, advantage 40 yards up the field, you know, yeah. fairly easily, can't he? Which, yeah, I think like we've just been saying before, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that Delibasic was kind of fell, obviously got the injury, and he, he's kind of fell out, fell out of favor to the to the midfield well, three. Kind well, about
7: injured, were not he, and then Longo come in and. He started to play real well. Buyers come in for him and started to play really well. So, next year, if Long go into it, I'm not that chuffed, real. I'm not bothered. So, I think, let's say, sure School deserves a crack next season. I think he will be a quality play for us, mate. Yeah, great stuff.
4: Um, uh, cheers for that,
7: Ben. I've got Forest Green away as well, mate. So, I'm looking forward to that. Well, so. like
4: like I tweeted the other day or last <laughs> night, I've, I had to Google it because I didn't know where Forest Green were. It's in. Gloucestershire, somewhere near Sirencester. I've been there before. Yeah, I
7: did same. I thought to a London way, but no, totally wrong. So yeah, near, near,
4: like I said, near Sirencester. I've been there before, and it's a nightmare to get to. So uh, yeah, good. let's let's hope, let's hope it's not a you know December Tuesday night game or something like that, which it's absolutely nailed <laughs> it's on to me, will be <laughs> I it know, is, yeah, uh, great stuff. Cheers, uh, ben, thanks very much, and yeah, make That'd sure you fun. score new some more at one eighties, pal. Well,
7: I'll be back on the. I'll be sticking my headphones in, so I'll be
4: still listening. <laughs> ah, great stuff. Uh, cheers, mate. Cheers, Just gonna bring uh, a few other people up as well um like i say if you do want to have your say uh, do what ben sam aaron and tom have done and just press that request to talk button on the bottom left and um and you can have you have a chat so uh tom how are you going mate you're right I you
2: doing mate you're right?
4: yeah i'm fine thanks uh, what do you have to say tom
2: oh i think i feel worse today than i did yesterday <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> i feel awful like um so yeah, just uh, it's one, it's one of them, isn't it? I guess you could say it's the, it's the Wednesday way, it's all that. You know, I, I've seen it way too many times. Season ticket all the through the '90s, so and, and early 2000s. So I was there in the Dave Allen era and all that, and you know watched watched all that unfold in front of my own eyes, really, which was a nightmare. And now my ten-year-old uh, daughter, she's seen it for the first time as well. So yeah, we came away absolutely gutted, mate. It was. Um, Did you think we had a chance of doing well, it? Do you know what I said? So we watched um, we watched Sunderland game at home um, and I said if we can take a 1-0 defeat to Hillsborough score early on after we score first goal we'll, you know, we'll bang a few in. But, yeah, we just lost it in that midfield. I listened to um podcast this morning and, um, you know, I think you were bang on. Everything that everyone's saying is, is bang on. The only thing I would say, um, I mean, for me, it's been a fantastic season. Um, I've really... Got me love back for wednesday um but partly because i'm taking my daughter to games now as well and she's absolutely loving it um so it's, it's nice from that but you know it, it's league one football it really is league one football and you can say you know oh, don't play it as a playoff and treat it as two separate games and all that them boys out there they're going to be nervous as hell you know they, they realize what's at stake wednesday's a massive club Somebody said earlier, you know, Wednesday's not a League One club, they're a championship club. They're a Premier League club, you know, battling away down in League One. Um, and it's it's sad to see. I think every player gave their all in both games. They were just scrappy games and they just weren't our night. You know, you can say, yeah, we lost it in midfield. You know, certain players didn't turn up all that. And yeah, you're probably right. But I think we've got to give more uh, a chance next next season. You know, I think he's he's done well to amass the points that we've had. Just missed out on automatics as well, and um,
4: yeah, it's just sad, isn't it? Do you th- do you think we're sometimes a bit? I mean, we've said this a few times on the pod, like just a bit too nice. Like I, f- I feel that when we come up against a a physical side um, or, or a team that wants to tr- wants to play physical, we, we just can't really match up to them. And do, do you think that's fair? You know, we look at Bannon, Bayers and oh, Lomongo. Yeah. I mean, I know Bayers and Lomongo like to put a tackle in, but they're not exactly strong and physical, I don't, I don't think, they, they just, they just like to put themselves about.
2: Yeah, um, you could say to some extent, you know, going back to Wednesday way, we always seem to come up short against that, Um, and I would agree 100%, you know, um, I mean, yeah, everyone said it, ref went on our side on Monday night, but you can't, you can't use that as an excuse, yeah, you could say, all right, we had a penalty shout, was it a penalty? I don't know, I didn't, I have not even watched it back, Um. So there's always going to be things like that. We do need some strength. Um, certainly midfield, Like we completely got outclassed by Sunderland in, in midfield. As scrappy as it was, um, I think, you know, Arlie Dean, Patterson, their they're sort of size, they're you guys who you want battling on, on, on the field. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's tough to say, okay, where would you strengthen now? You know, it's another season in League One. Are we going to attract any other big players? Um hopefully we can, you know, we can bring a few people in. But I yeah, mean, just we'll,
4: on just on that one, I, th- I think, I, th- I don't think anything changes from my perspective in terms of who we can attract. Um yeah, know, the, no, the, I be, don't mean Because, be, I mean, if we'd have finished, say, mid-table, 10th, 12th, you know, 14th even, for example, then I think it might <laughs> have been a little bit more difficult because, you know... Players are looking and thinking, wait a minute. Last season we we're a bit shit. Like, why? You know, yeah, what, what's to yeah. say it's going to be any different this season? Whereas, the fact that you know we've we've got into the playoffs, we were you know nearly got to Wembley and what have you. it have been a decent season. You know, the 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 the, the next step is automatic promotion. So I, I I think really, like I said, nothing's changed on that front. I don't you know. Some people saying our oh, players are going to leave because they want championship football. All right, maybe, but I, I, I still think we're going to be able to attract a decent, you know, caliber of player. Just before it, we move, just before we move on, Tom, I just want to ask you. Obviously, the the, the rumors that Mendes Lang and Mass aren't going to be signing new contracts. You know, Mendes Lang going off to Wigan uh, apparently is the rumor, and Mass going back to Australia. Um, are you? Would you be sad to see them go, or are you not that bothered?
2: Um, Mendes Lang, uh, it's an interesting one that, um, I, I, have enjoyed watching him. I think he's a decent player, but he's been played out of position. So going back to what you were saying earlier, um, you know, if we, if we, if we were changing the way that we are playing, then yeah, I'd say keep him, but it, he looked lost other night when he come on and I knew he'd probably come on with a bit of a job and thinking, yeah, you know, I could probably nick a goal here. They're all knackered. and you know, whatever it is, um. But yeah, he just, he just looked lost. You know, we go back to that, that goal and I'll say it again, it was a bit scrappy, but he was all over the place, wasn't he? So if he goes, you know, good luck to him. Um, he's probably a good move for him. He's, he, he probably is one of the guys who was a championship player. Mass, I think we'll miss him. Um, you know, it'd be, be a shame to see him go, but obviously you, you understand why, you know, young family and things like that. It's who plays that role. You know, I think that's where we'll struggle.
4: Yeah, of course. Uh, cheers, Tom. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Do really appreciate it. Uh, just gonna uh, bring go. Aaron on, mate. Aaron, how are you? You alright? All right, Paul, are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Uh, what do you want to have to say, Aaron?
8: Do you know these referees in these League One games, yeah, they're absolutely shocking. Like I've never seen a referee being so biased towards another team in my life.
4: Not not impressed then on uh, on Monday right. night?
8: I don't normally complain about referees because I don't like I don't care. But after watching him, yeah, he should be he should be fired because how you can book someone for winning a ball clean and tugging a shirt, I don't know. Well th-
4: to, just, just on that, tugging a shirt is a is a professional foul. So it, that is well, yeah, it's
8: a foul, but a yellow card for it. Like yeah, well,
4: I, well, I'm not. I, I don't quote me on this. But I'm I'm pretty certain that if you if you pull a shirt, it is a yellow card because it's it, that's not in the game. Um, I mean, what what? Obviously, there was a there was a penalty appeal as well. Which the thing Two. is not, that that looked like it were a penalty, although I've I've watched it back and pff, I think it, I think we're just unfortunate. Really, like it, the the defender does. Does well, but it did certainly seem on the face of it that that the referee was getting a few of the decisions wrong. But did, do you yeah. not think that was just be because of the the occasion, the atmosphere, and and what have you? you, know?
8: you think of it sometimes like that, don't you? Like you think obviously because that towards Sunderland players, that crowd was very hostile. It it was hostile towards them. But the referee, like you've got a job to do, so why would you let your emotions? and that get involved in the way of your decision-making. Like, it's poor refereeing. It's like, you should not be able to, like... Well, I'm not saying, oh, yeah, you shouldn't be able to lose control, but you should have, like, some sort of not losing your emotions sort of thing.
4: Yeah, I mean, like I said, it did it did seem like a lot of decisions didn't go our way. Um, I mean, I, I spoke to me, My wife watched it back, you know, when she was sat at home watching it, and uh, when I came in, Spoke to her and I said that referee was shy, and she said, "Well, you know, he didn't give certain decisions for for Sunderland as well." So I don't, I don't know whether we just had our you know our, our Wednesday glasses on when you when you're watching it and, and kind of thing. I, I, I mean, one thing for certain that I thought the, the referee did get totally wrong was the time wasting. I mean, the, yeah,
8: like how can you not? They did it all throughout the game and let get, let them get away with it all the time. Yeah, it's like you've seen other referees. Like pull it
4: within what two or twice of them doing it, maybe three times. Yeah, it, 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 it were getting a bit of a joke, were not it? You know, the, the goalkeeper yeah, yeah. taking, uh, you know, as long as he wants to, uh, you know, to to, to to take his goal kick and the throw-ins as well. But I mean, I, I must admit, we didn't, uh, we didn't make it. You know, we didn't, you know, throw ourselves in much glory when we were, whoever it was, down near the uh, on the north stand. Throwing something at the uh, at the guy—is it Pritchard? Oh, there was...
8: Pritchard. He's he's a right gears. I think he's an idiot. Yeah, I mean, I'm
4: just, and... I'm just I'm just looking as well at the at the at the referee it was um, James, James Lin- Linnington. Linnington. Yeah, and he's actually a a championship referee. Or he's, he's, oh he's, Jesus! He's actually his majority of his games have been in the championship this season. Twenty seven. Games he's refereed in the champ, uh, only two in League One, one in League Two, uh, and then obviously the uh, the League One playoff as well. So, you'd like to think that you know
8: he's a good standard of a ref, which he ain't.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, in terms of the game itself, Aaron, what did you uh, what did you think? You know, we saying that we lost it in the midfield. Would you Would you agree on that one?
8: Yeah, I do, but I also think we lost it in other areas as well. Uh, on Friday, when we went to their place, mistake at the back. And you with Hutchinson, you're not really expecting that, are you? Like, you think he's just going to put it in the stand and reset. But I think we also lost it in the attack as well because I don't think. Gregory's obviously a clash striker. I, I absolutely love him to bits. But I don't think Josh performed well in the either of were games. I don't think he did anything.
4: Yeah, I mean, he's and- it, it, one that I mean, he's played nine games this season. He's been injured for for quite a lot of it. You right. know, his, his best games that he's played of when he's come off the bench. In in my opinion, you know, the MK Dons game, um, is it the Wickham game as well, where he's uh, where he came off and, and scored. Um, when he's played from the start, I think he's he's looked a bit lost. You know, a lot of people saying that you know they don't think that he wants to play in League One. Did, on. Do you get them same vibes?
8: Yeah, but. If he were a
4: championship quality player, he would have been picked up by a championship club. I mean, obviously he's been injured for, you know, for um, at the back end of last, the back end of last season. He was injured. Yeah, um, he's been injured and, all season pretty much. And there's been, yeah, he's been injured. injured most of this season as well. Um, yeah, obviously last season he was a championship player, weren't he? Obviously we only got relegated. I think when you look at COVID and. Players not really wanting to spend a great deal of money. Um, maybe that's you know meant that he has had to play in, in League One. It's just been unfortunate that he's been that he's been injured. Uh, Aaron, thank you very much for um, for coming on mate I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to bring Ben on. Um, ben, how's it going, mate? You all right? Yeah, yeah, good. Mate yourself. Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks. Uh, like I said, have you uh, <laughs> have you recovered from uh, from the heartbreak which was Monday night? Yeah, yeah.
9: you obviously a, when. When you're at game, emotions are high, and you're, you're obviously disappointed. But I think when you look over at two games, it, we just weren't good enough where we at end the day.
4: No, that's um, um, so. I
9: think when when you, you do feel bad because you've you've not got there, but because we weren't good enough, it, it's kind of like it's not. Do you know what I mean? It hurts, but if we'd have been best team of it 180 minutes, and we wouldn't have got there, you'd have been gutted. But we got outplayed, out fought, out managed in all areas at a team. So it it got but not as good as it probably could have been.
4: I mean, looking at the uh, starting lineups that that he put out, um, I've made he made one change for the game at the stadium. alike and he, he brought Harley Dean on and 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 um, brought Jack Hunt off and, and shoved Palmer out of that. Right wing back position, um, and then obviously when when we came to Hillsborough, he, he took Palmer out, put Hunt in, uh, and he also um, um, brought windows on for Saido Berahino as well. What did you think to those two starting lineups?
9: Uh, obviously, they were very they were very different, weren't they? Do you know what I mean? The, the 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 one against Sunderland could have been a little bit a little bit more defensive, but you know, is is that what teams sometimes doing in? in in bigger games, like when it's not a case of, we're not playing for three points, are we, do I mean? We're playing for a, a a place in a, in a player final. So it, it, we're probably a little bit expected going to their gaff and, and playing a bit defensive and trying to come on with, um, a result. But like I said, when people say about tinkering with team and, and all this shit, you're never going to get same 11 every week. And you've got to have a squad of players that, that can play when, uh, asked upon, do you know what I mean? You, you, are you, not, you're not going to get it where you get a player that's not played for twenty games, and then you, you need him to play. And he's going to have a, he's going to have a, a wildy game. Players have got to be not in and out of squad all the time, but they've got to be in and around it. Aren't they? Otherwise, when you do ask them to play, it's like, well, I've not played for fucking twenty games, gaffer. What do you expect me to do?
4: Yeah, I mean, do you, do you not think do you that? I mean? Do you not think that playing Palmer instead of Hunt was was a bit of a negative move? Obviously. I know Palmer does get forward, but he's probably a bit more defensive minded than what Jack Hunt is.
5: He's probably
9: stronger than he's probably he's probably stronger than Palmer, do you know what I mean? Jack Jack Hunt probably does get does does get run ragged a few times, but you know, sometimes people don't, or Jack Hunt never does all wrong, is you know what I mean, has a fantastic game every week, but he does get run over a few times by some young pacey kind of um attacker, do you know what I mean? So maybe it weren't the right thing to bring Palmer in. Again, he's not everyone's cup of tea, but is, is a bit stronger, is a bit quicker, and and he probably could keep them guys on wing under under control better than what probably Jack Hunt could. And then you play at home and you you want to attack and win game and not worry about defending as much. So you stick Jack Hunt on, don't you? Yeah, exactly. That's what my eyes. You know what I mean? Brooks Brooks ran on other when we lost at do You know what I mean? He he's got that in him, anyway. But no one will say out bad against someone like that because he's a He's a fan's
4: favourite, innit? Yeah, definitely. I mean, also <clears throat> um, we, we kick things off by talking about a few uh, rumours that Mendes, Lang, and Massimo Luongo are, are not going to renew the contracts. Like I said, they are just rumours at this point in time. They are two that are, as an out of contract in the summer. It, it, you know, how are you? How, how bothered are you about those two? Uh, you know, do you want to see any of them stay, or you, is it just yeah, time yeah, to move probably, on?
5: probably,
9: probably good for about Mass. You know what I mean? Because he is a he is a strong player and he's him in, in team, like you said before, we've only lost three games. Is it or it, when he's played last 20, 27 games that he's played, we've only lost three. So it, it shows that he's a he's a good, valuable, quality player. But we, sometimes you've got to move on, aren't you? Sometimes squad can get a bit stale sometimes, and we hang on to these players because they were good or they can be good or if they if they're not fit. But sometimes you've if they want to go and they go, then you, you you let them go. Don't you know? Hopefully, someone else comes in. Mendes Lang is that sort of player that, he, you know, people think oh he don't trip back and, he's, and he he don't want to be a wing back. He probably don't, but he gets you off your seat. You know what I mean? One of them players that he is, he is exciting and he gets you off your seat. So maybe we need to replace him with with someone else who's skillful and a bit fast. Otherwise, do you know what I mean? We've not got many players that like to drive with ball, have we?
4: Yeah, definitely. Um, Tom, I think you was trying to have a have a say.
5: Yeah, I mean, I've listened to obviously a few of the few of the people that's spoken, and they've all got very good, valid points. Just a couple of things um, I'd just like to just to mention that with about the ref. Yeah, the ref wasn't great, but ultimately that that wasn't the reason why we didn't get to Wembley. As said so far, we was we was out-planned, out-for. The midfield, from our point of view, wasn't wasn't good enough, and that that's ultimately where where I felt the the downfall were. And one other point on this Palmer Hunt whole debate thing: Friday night, Palmer probably had his, probably his best game of the season for us, arguably against one of the better teams in the division. Yet he then gets dropped for the return leg on on Monday. For him, him, what what does that say to him? He, he sort of like can't can't do anything to nail down that right wing bot spot if that's what he's gonna be next season. So, yeah, he's played left centre half, right centre half, but ultimately he's done that for when people aren't being available. He had the opportunity on Friday night to put in a good shift, which he did. He was our best attacking threat. And he he didn't get beaten that often on that side Friday night. Yet yeah, everyone's still calling for Hunt and and personally. I'd prefer Palmer over a season than Jack Hunt. I don't. I don't see all this hype around Jack Hunt. It's the lowest level he's played at this season, and he's not really done much. Scored a couple of goals back in back-to-back games, but if you look at the goals that's gone down his side, it will be more than what he's contributed to to us scoring or winning games this season. I feel.
4: Yeah, you, I mean, do you not feel that as Darren Moore looked and thought, you know, you know, for me. Jack Hunt is a more attacking threat, or or at least he seems to get more results when he does go forward. And now I, I don't know the I don't know the exact numbers. Do you know what I mean? I'd have to I'd have to look that up. But certainly, you know, it, it does feel that way that when uh, when Palmer does go forward. And granted, I think I personally think I, I thought Portsmouth was probably his best game. Um, it were it were getting forward no end. Um, you know, against those in the last game of the season, but you know. For me, I feel like when when Palmer does go forward, we we tend to, um, you know, there's no end product there. Uh, maybe that's a bit, maybe that's a bit harsh on him, but no, maybe he's looked looked at that and thought, you know what, um, Jack Hunt offers offers a little bit more, and especially when you're, you know, when you're a, a goal down, and I fully expected, um, you know, I fully expected Sunderland to come at us. Uh, a little bit more than what they, than what they did, and I thought they'd be a bit more space. To, I didn't realize they had it in him to to be a you know a team that were just shit hours and what have you. I mean, he's lucky now. Jack Hunt six, six or six uh, six assists, sorry, and uh, and two goals. When you look at Palmer, three assists and and one goal, playing pretty much similar uh, similar games. Jack Hunt's played about three hundred uh, minutes less than what than what Palmer has. So you know, based on that, he's probably just looked and thought. You know, I, I, there's more chance of getting something out. Jack, would you not? Would you not agree?
5: Oh, I want to say no. Obviously, it's a debate show, so <laughs> let's, let's open it up. Uh, well, no, obviously, Palmer's probably played more more minutes, but not in that position. He's probably played more minutes in the back three, so he's not going to get forward as much yeah. as Hunt would. And looking at the Sunderland team and their their back back four or back three, whichever way you want to dress it up, if Jack Hunt or Johnson's bombing down the wing and they're and they're whipping balls in an, an aerial height, they're not beating Danny Batten uh, No way. Lee Gregory's not going to be winning many headers against him or Bailey right. So from my point of view, you can have Jack Hunt, you can have Johnson whipping these balls in to try and win headers, but the strikers are not going to get much out of them, which we saw they didn't really win many aerial battles until Patterson come on. And I think you've actually put something about that in the group, saying how many aerials um, people won.
4: Yeah, but, um, um, I, th- I think it um, was, I think it was that Patterson won something like six, and Gregory was only th- had only won three, and obviously Patterson came on after, what, 70, 77 minutes, I think it was. So uh, I know they were obviously the 10 minutes of added time. So you had, what, like 20, 20 minutes, 23 minutes or so, and, uh, and won more headers than, what, than what Gregory had done all game, so uh, so yeah, that was that was obviously something that was that were lacking. Uh, I'm just going to bring Ian on. Um, just before I do that, if if anyone else wants to get involved, then please make sure you uh, press that request to talk button. Obviously, we've got lots of people talking, so if you have when you have finished, I will remove you. But you know, you can come back on as well if you've got other points that you want to uh, that you want to make. Uh, Ian, mate, how are you? All right?
10: Oh, James, James, James. <laughs> I'm. A- I'm at point number four in the seven stages of grief, which is depression. <laughs> I just, I'm just beside myself. Yeah. I mean, another year in this shitty league. It's just so depressing. I don't want to sound depressing.
4: But... Ian, I I'd you down as one of those that would be optimistic about playing, you know, Bristol Rovers, Forest Green, oh, Exeter. No.
10: Oh, Exeter, Jesus Christ. I've got bad memories of them when I, when I lived in England. Um, yeah. It's just, but to be fair, Sunderland did get the tactics right. That if they knew if they come out and, and play football like MK Dons did against us, they're going to get beat. So what did they do? They took a a Wickham-style stance and did all this shithousery and stopped us playing through the middle. I mean, the one chance that Barry Bannon did get to play a bit of football in the second leg on Monday, we actually scored from it as a direct result from it. But other than that, everything was lumped up over the top. I, I actually think...
1: Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
10: Dunderland did a good job of of quieting the crowd earlier on. I mean, I know, obviously I was watching it from 6,000 miles away, but it it just seemed like the atmosphere was electric to begin with and then it just quietened down because we were just trying to press for that goal. And to be fair, once we scored the goal, I thought there's only going to be one winner here. Uh, because we were pressing and pressing and pressing, and then sh- stupid lump ball over the top. This is the thing, though. Like you said, Mendes Lang's going to Wigan. I know it's not confirmed, but you just wonder how much that plays on the minds because somebody must have been whispering in his ear, you know, the, you know what's going to be happening at the end of the season. And he ain't going to get one injured or, or rip a hammy or anything, is he? So I don't know, man. It's just, I'm just. Don't want to be in this league. but And it's not going to be easy next year either. You know, Plymouth, Oxford, the ones that that kind of just missed out, they're going to be up there again. They're still building on their squads. And I know we can spend money now, but we're losing half a million quid a uh, a week, aren't we? I mean... Well, we
4: we were... Um, in the season that we came down. so uh, Oh,
10: that's the COVID season.
4: Yeah, so that, that was the season where we were still in the championship. So, um, yeah, obviously in that you've got Kieran Westwood, Tom Lees, Jordan Jordan Rhodes who were on £155,000 a week or whatever he was on. Um, So, yeah, I, I fully expect that you know the wage bill has been slashed somewhat. But obviously there is also the... Less revenue in uh, in League One from the TV rights, etc. So it's you know it's, it's I think we're going to be in a a little bit more of a healthier position in terms of how much we're spending, but I don't think as much money's coming in. But then again, we you know we have had you know over twenty odd thousand fans in uh, in the games which we didn't have in that COVID season. So I don't you know I, yeah. I think I think it's I think we've over the worst of it if you know what I mean um, in terms of finances. It's just that yeah when when the accounts come out, it's always a year behind in it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, you touched on there, you know, how tough it's going to be next season. Um Obviously Wigan, Rotherham and then potentially Sunderland are going to go up, but you've got, you know, Derby that are coming down. They're going to want to bounce straight back up. Um You've got Barnsley as well. All right. Peterborough are, are also coming down, but you know, we're replacing, you know, we're, lo- we're losing one big club ish in in Wigan, but we're obviously replacing them with, uh, with clubs of equal size. So yeah, it's not going to be, it's not going to be difficult, is it? But I mean, do you take any um, positivity from the fact that both times we've been down here in recent years, it's, it's taken us two seasons to get out and, and the first season we've had this season has been far better than the first season that we've had in, a, in the previous two times we've been down here, hasn't it?
10: Well, when I get to the stage of acceptance, maybe I'll see it that way. But right now, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm damn, damn near suicidal. I only thought we'd do it this year. I really did. I thought we were, I thought, we, we we were better than Sunderland on paper before we went into the game I, I felt and I don't know I mean what's your opinion on this goalkeeping situation because for me Bailey Peacock Farrell didn't I, I weren't his biggest fan neither were Giles and we did we did speak about it I, I'm, I'm hoping he's, he's not coming back next season I think I think cam needs a needs a run for, for me
4: on the goalkeeper situation I, I think we've got to be we've got to just accept that we are a league one club we're not, we're not Premier League. Do you know what I mean? It, it, the reason why Bailey Peacock Farrell is playing for Sheffield Wednesday and not for, you know, insert any other Championship or Premier League, you know, club here or even Burnley for that matter, is because he's not good enough for that sort of level. Um, you know, he's not good enough, not as good as was it Nick Pope, who's the, the Burnley goalkeeper. You know, no, maybe maybe some Championship clubs came in for him. Maybe you know, maybe we were a more attractive proposition for him. But that's probably for him, not not for the. You know, as as a Burnley, they would want him to be playing in the Championship, whoever team that is. Because as a goalkeeper, you want to be playing against the, you know, the better teams, don't you? If, if you know I mean, you don't want to be playing in a good side. You want to be, if anything, have more shots against you, so you can uh, so you can hone your skills and, and whatnot. So, um, for for me, I've just accepted that there's going to be mistakes because, like I said, that's why he's playing in the, in this division. If he were, if he was the best goalkeeper in the world, we wouldn't have him. It's as simple as that. So you have to take the rough with this move. I think over the course of the season, he's probably, yes, he has made a few mistakes, but I think, you know, I think he's probably shaded it in terms of how many points he's won us as, a, as opposed to how many points he's thrown away. Cause he has made some fantastic saves when you look at it. Yeah. Um, over the course of the season, like I said, yes, he has made a few, a few howlers and, and whatnot, but uh, yeah, um, I mean, look, I, I'd have been happy to, to keep him on for another season if I'm perfectly honest yes it's easy to say that Dawson's had a good season he's had all these clean sheets and they've finished second but yes it's in league it's in league two and also if you look at Bailey Peacock Farrell he's had quite a lot of clean sheets this season as well and we're giving him pelters. so you know it just just because they've had clean sheets doesn't necessarily mean that you know he's a a much better better goalkeeper
10: no that's fair enough how old is Dawson I mean is he He's not, and we all think he's, because he's come through a youth, so we all think he's young, but I don't think he is. Is he like 27, 28?
4: He's uh, 26. He's, uh, well, he'll it'll be, it'll be 27 come the start of the next season. So, yeah, he's not exactly a, you know, he's, he's not young at all, is he? Do you know what I mean? He has, um, you know, he's, he's, obviously he's knocking on a bit, but, yeah, we, we always think, like I said, he's up and coming. But for me, I think I think we need to move him on. Um yeah. I, 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 is he going to be our number one goalkeeper? I d I don't think he is, to be perfectly honest. And for his sake, he'll you know, he's played forty-five games for Exeter this season. You know, he's got promoted with them. He'll probably want to stay at Exeter, if he are being perfectly honest, they're in, they're in League One. So uh he's only gonna be playing in League One for Sheffield Wednesday. And he probably, like Jem said on the podcast, you know, maybe he doesn't suit the pressure that comes with you know, with Chef, um, with because truth be told, like if he, he's had a fantastic season, but if he were number one goalkeeper at the start of next season, there's going to be moans and groans and people are going to be saying why, you know, nobody's going to be delighted. Or, or there might be a few that's delighted, but what I'm saying is we're not unanimously going to be delighted with Cameron Dawson being number one goalkeeper. So uh, that that's my, that's my take on it.
10: He was goalkeeper during that what I call the toxic season, the season that that we went down when we were we knew we were going to be in a transition phase afterwards, and and it was in and out of the side, and yeah, and his confidence did get knocked. I don't know. I'm I'd be inclined, i inclined. being client. He's not going to cost us anything, is he? i would be inclined to give him a go. He's not. Um,
4: but do you think do you not think we can do better than Cameron Dawson?
10: Uh, right now, shit, man. Uh, <laughs>
4: I mean, I don't, I don't want to know who, but personally, I think we can, I think we can do better than Cam Dawson. I want to see. I a...
10: like, I like that fella from Portsmouth. Uh, I know he's, I know he conceded four goals, which is ridiculous to say, but I mean, he's lively. The Man City, I can't remember his name. The Man City. Uh, yeah. I won't mind giving him a shot because he he really was lively that, yeah. that
4: kid. Again, I think you know when a player goes out on loan to to League One, he's probably going to be stepping up to to Championship again. You know, just from a development point of view. So, uh, but yeah, he was he was world class. Like I said, he's daft when you when you see that he's conceded four goals. But uh, but yeah, Ian, thank you very much, mate, for your uh, for your input. Uh, I'm going sort to of bring Jonathan in there. You've been waiting patiently. Jonathan, how's it going, mate? You all right? Jonathan, you there? It's really quiet, Jonathan. I can hardly, I can, well, I can I barely hear you. I don't know if you're covering your microphone up or not. Better. No, that's much better, Jonathan. How are you, how are you mate? You all right?
11: Yeah, I'm looking forward to these vegan burgers at Forest Green.
4: <laughs> well, apparently <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a bacon butty um, <sighs> van that's just outside the ground as well, so uh, that, might, uh, that, might, that, that might have a big queue outside of it anyway. Yeah.
11: Um couple of things. I think the thing for Monday night for me, the thing that I'm look, we were outdone tactically. The thing that I'm most gutted about is I've never been to Hillsborough um, where we've won a match, like in a semi-final, because I'm a bit too young for Chelsea in ninety one and didn't go to Blackburn in ninety-three where we've won a semi-final and we've had that celebration at Hillsborough that we got that we're off to Wembley. And I think what might have been with that atmosphere and that sort of party celebration at Hillsbury if we'd have got through, and, and that's the bit that I'm most gutted about. That not experiencing that, uh, because it were a fantastic atmosphere on uh, on uh, Monday night. And uh, yeah, I suppose that's why I'm, why I'm a little bit gutted about it. I think I look at the match, and um, like we obviously play three-five-two. But whereas Sunderland played just one up front with Stewart and then had like Pritchard and Roberts either side and they were getting behind our wing backs and now are causing, you know, Story on one side and, and Hutch on the other side to like come out to it. And I was thinking like, we don't have a player like Patrick Roberts, like that wide forward who can just get the ball and sort of dribble past players and create something. Obviously, we've got Bannon, but he's more of a central type player. And I think... Looking at the matches, you know, th- th- there's no plan B. There were no plan B, and he throws subs on. None of them really had any impact. And it's like, like Alex Neal got his tactics right, and the tactically out, they did a tactical job on us. And I suppose the one question mark over Darren Moore is. You know, have we ever had a... Ma- I can't remember too many matches, not just with Darren Moore, but with a lot of Wednesday managers. Where have we tactically done something to outdo the other side? Do you know what I mean?
4: Yeah. I, mean, oh, I thought I thought you were going to say, like, where have we done something to change to change the game? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Doncaster is one that sticks out for me at half-time, where he made them two subs and we went on to win, what, 3-1, was it, uh, yeah. in the end? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing the thing is, it's been a criticism this season that um, that we sometimes we've we've kind of given the the other team a bit much respect and and kind of changed the way that we play a little bit to kind of combat the other the other side. I mean, Wickham is a prime example, and Gillingham yeah. as, as well. Um, do you, do you not think that sometimes you just have to back yourself and think this is the way that we're playing, and this is this is yeah, it.
11: So, um, th- this is what I was saying to like. This was my worry about Darren Moore. Like I said online, well, I confident you before last Friday? He says, well, we'll wait for team selection. Um, I think that's what I've kind of always been like. You're waiting for matches or so you're confident today. Well, we'll wait for team selection and see team selection. You are confident or you're not confident. And I just think we've got a good enough squad and we've got a good enough side, what well, we have had this year. Where it's just like, and it's almost going back to what Megson said. No, we're Shepard Wednesday. We'll do what we want. You know, this is the way we play, and we're going to play this way, and we're just going to hopefully be better than you. And um, unfortunately, we didn't really do that. We didn't do that at all against Sunderland in 180 minutes. Um, I
4: mean, you, you've yeah. tu- you've touched on like formation there as well. Obviously, we play a three-five-two or a three-four-one-two, whichever way you want to look at it. Do, do you? Do you want him? Do you want to see Darren Moore Kind of go back to maybe a, the four two three one that he tried to try to play at the start of the season? Or
11: well, you, you, what I would say is on that, right? If you're going to play a four two three one, because the problem I noticed quite a lot on Monday night was when the ball was going up to Gregory, they just surrounded him with like three four players, and it's whether you can just have Gregory up top. This is what I'm saying: we don't have those wide forwards. Uh, you probably could use Windass as one, but we don't have that like Patrick Roberts. You know, you know we have like Johnson, but he's not, he can play wing, but he's not that pacey. And if, if ando Mendes Lang, he could probably do it, you know, but again, I don't know if we have quite the right wide players to get in there and support the striker to play that. But the other thing I would say is, like, we've also had an amazing home record this season. And do we need to play you know, effectively three central defenders and two wing-backs at home against a lot of sides. You know, surely we could just play back four, couple sitting in front of that thing in, in defence and dictating play, and then just going for teams in wide areas and up front. You know, do, do we need three centre-backs against yeah. certain teams playing at home? And I don't think we do. I
4: know what you mean. I it's mean, the no, only I, way I don't know The if only
11: way I play three five two you know it's probably against like the top teams away from them Yeah, but that's what I said earlier we don't have that plan B
4: yeah I don't know um, if you were there against Portsmouth last game at season but um I think that I think we got it spot on there. I don't know if you saw Palmer. Obviously, he were playing as a uh, as a centre back, but he it was getting forward. He were overlapping, um, yeah, overlapping Johnson, it. and and he were like you know giving that overload on that, uh, especially on that left hand side, and that seemed to work because then you were right. They, they were hardly coming forward, and, and it just left. Uh, I think it was Hutch and Storey as the they were effectively just playing as you know they were just just them two um, playing as centre backs kind of thing. Especially when we're when we're in possession of the ball and. And that worked because Palmer, like I said, just just about five ten minutes ago, Palmer for me had his best game against uh, against Portsmouth, and he had a lot of joy down that that left hand side and and whatnot. So maybe maybe that's what we need to need to do against some of the better sides. But me personally, I think I, I can see Darren Moore going back to a four two three one, something he's a bit more comfortable in, and like you said, not not playing as many defenders because I I feel like we we switched to the three five two. Personally, I I believe it because we didn't have any defenders, and having three defenders that aren't necessarily good defenders is better than having having two and relying on those. So, um, and then it it was almost like we were we were playing well and getting results, so we've just stuck with it throughout. You know, and then, and then of course we've recruited Harley Dean and and, and Story, so th- th- you've, you've kind of almost had to play a uh, a back three. You know, yeah, just... I
11: think. Yeah, I mean, I think next season, look. We've got 85. Look, Darren Moore gets next season for me. Yeah. And I just think, you know, let's face it, we've very, we, we've no transfer fees. He has built a very good squad for this level, this season. And we've got 85 points. And you look in it and you're thinking, seven more points for automatic. Well, you know, if you look at some of the late goals and some of the teams that we haven't beat, that we should beat, you're thinking, we should easily get that seven points next season. Yeah, it,
4: it it looks like it just be a few tweaks and and what have you, Jonathan. Yeah, and I
11: think it's just revolution, not evolution, this summer.
4: Yeah, yeah, we, we don't want a big. You know, I don't want to see fourteen you know, or fifteen new no. new faces like we did uh, last <laughs> season. That's for sure. Jonathan, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, mate. We do really uh, really appreciate it. If you want to have your say as well, press that request to talk button, uh, pop up, and we can talk about. You know, we, we talk about Sunderland. We can also talk about those that are out a contract in the summer. Uh, out of, out of those who are you going to keep Mendes Lang Silasau uh, Saido Berahino, Jack Hunt and Luongo Dunkley and Wildsmith they're all uh, contracts do end this summer uh, like I said how many of those would you want to keep on um, Peter I'm going to come to you mate thanks for uh, thanks for waiting
12: alright mate how are you James
4: alright I'm, I'm fine I've, I've pretty much got over it now I'm, I'm looking forward to, to one to going on holiday uh, and then two to uh, the start of the next season
12: you have more holidays than Judith Chalmers. You were at Centre Parks last week. Now you're going away again. What the hell's going off?
4: Well, to be fair, with, with price of that uh, that sandwich that I bought, I can't I can't believe I can afford it. To be honest, but
12: ah uh... oh, well. Anyway, <laughs> well as uh, as Ian's just said, I'm 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 past the acceptance stage. I'm looking forward to next season already. Uh, a little bit dismayed about what some of, some some of the lads have said tonight in terms of trying to blame the referee. As, as the referee. Lennonington, proper championship referee. Uh, it got an average year. I think it were almost five bookings a game in the championship. So we weren't going to tolerate no rubbish from League One players, was it? That, to me, that were that were absolutely nailed on before the game. Yeah, he did give some dodgy decisions, but I think in the second half he leveled it up a bit.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, but, when, obviously, for me. I mean, it's not the reason,
12: lost- the reason we lost. The reason we lost, James, their keepers had to make two saves in 100 and, 190 minutes of football. That's the reason we lost the game. Plus, and I, I don't want to slag him off, but I, it's not a criticism. The crucial mistake in the first leg was from one of us more reliable players in the second half of the season, Sam Hutchinson. And th- these big mistakes mean so so much in these in these. In these
4: important matches, yeah, I mean, if you look but, over the course of the season, you, you know, you, I, I always harp back to the Ipswich one. <laughs> that was obviously a, a big mistake that that happened. Um, I mean, you could say that Bolton, although it was fortuitous, you know, when when the ball bounces off oh, Gregory, oh, and what well, have man, you? Look,
12: it's bounced off Gregory's leg, straight to there.
4: Yeah, but, but well, it's kind of the point that I made on, on the podcast uh, that that we that went out this morning. That how many goals have we conceded that you can actually? Hand on heart, said that were a good goal. I mean, you could probably say the two goals that we conceded against MK Dons were good goals. You know, the free kick, maybe the free kick for for. I think we're
12: it... all clutching. At, I think we're all we're all in danger of clutching at straws, aren't we? Because we're looking for excuses, and the only excuses, and we heard it all last season, particularly in the last nine or ten games. We've no divine right about it. you know. All fan, fans, our fans, and I've heard it again tonight. We think we're entitled to be in the top two because we are the massive Sheffield Wednesday. Yes, we're massive. We've got a massive history. We've got a massive fan base. That doesn't entitle us to be, you know, a- anywhere, anywhere, but the position we are. We we are where we are because we crap. <laughs> and that's it. There's no other way to put it. You can only... I said it last week. Apologise for the ladies listening. Darren Moore can only piss with a cock he's got. And at the minute, it's not a very good cock, is it? Because we're having to... We've had to tap. We've had to borrow. We've had to beg, steal players from. You know, you talked about Bailey Peacock Farrell earlier. He's the number three goalkeeper at Burnley, and it's and like you've quite rightly said, he's number three for a reason.
4: Yeah, do, do you not think that if I know teams are always going to get injuries and and whatnot, but if do you not think that if we had all the players available throughout the whole you know the course of the season, you know we didn't have the big injuries that we that we've had do you not think that we would perhaps have picked up those extra? You know? Yes,
12: we would, definitely. But then I'll also counter, counter-state that that and say, what about Wigan? What about Rotherham? What about, you know, unbelievably, MK Dons lost twice to Doncaster. Wigan, the champions in the league, lost twice to us. You know, you, you have to factor in all these things and, Yes, we did have it tough with some of the some of the injuries halfway through the season, but we're in the position we're in because, you know, and how many times did we say it? The the top six or seven just kept winning and winning and winning and, winning and never stopped winning. It wasn't until near the end that Oxford sort of pers- went past shaped How the hell did MK Dons win five nil at Plymouth? I and mean, where's that result come from? Especially after the week before we week, week to week before we turned them over at their place.
4: Yeah, it's a funny old league, isn't it? With some oh, of the, some of the results. It, yeah, that...
12: yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to take too much time up, but you know, I, I think I, I slightly disagree with yourself. I think Cameron Dawson's nailed on next season, Adele, because I think that'll save Wednesday ten or fifteen grand a week in wages. I, 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 and I'm I'm serious. I think I think Darren Moore's laid his case out for that already. The
4: thing is, if think... he, if he comes in, he'll have to be number one. Cause I can't see him being a yeah, number I agree. two.
12: Yeah, and I I would I, I would have him as number one. Sounds mm-hmm. like Walsman's gone.
4: But do you think? Do you think Dawson could come in and?
12: Uh, you might grow into it, but think you but do you don't
4: think that you know as a footballer, you know you've got twenty or thousand fans, and I as I guess saying that there's more than half, perhaps don't want him to be number one. I think Thomas did, wants. They, me, hey, I mean,
12: did more did more in the net? If you, at football fans, especially Wednesday fans, that <laughs> we all know football fans are fickle. Me, you, everybody who's listening tonight is a fickle football supporter. Wednesday fans would moan if Jordan Pickford was in our net. But
4: that's the thing. Wednesday
12: j- fans would moan if Harry Kane was up front for us.
5: They would find faults.
4: Yeah, I think Tom just wants to uh, chip in, mate.
5: Yeah. So with the Cameron Dawson thing, I think he, did, he now deserves a chance. He can't do any more than than he's done this season. He's gone out alone. He's got promotion. I think he's got something like 15, 16 clean sheets. If Wednesday we're going to go and sign a, a player from the league below, who's just got promoted, well, I say player goalkeeper, let's take Luke McGeer for uh, Forest Green Rovers, for example, if we went and signed him tomorrow, the fans wouldn't moan. But because Cameron Dawson is Cameron Dawson and he's come through with the academy and he's made a few blunders in the past, he's tied with this brush that he's no good anymore. He, deser- he deserves a chance. And I'm not saying he deserves to be number one all season, but he deserves to come back in pre-season show what he can do in training, give him the runner games pre-season and then go from there. And yeah, if he's chucking them in, if there's no confidence, if there's no communication from him, then go and get somebody with more experience. Maybe we do get somebody more experience to help him along to be second choice. Because I think Wildsmith will go for his own sake because he's, he's going to be second choice no matter what next season, maybe even third choice. But I just think we, we give Dawson a rough ride and... I don't believe anybody's gone and watched multiple Exeter games this season and can say he's done X, Y, and Z because, I just, again, when an Exeter on TV on a, on a Saturday night, they're not. What we can go on is what he's done and which he's, he's got promoted. He cannot do any more than than that, in my opinion. Yeah, I So t- I, I, I back the previous guy saying that he deserves a chance.
4: Yeah, I totally get that. But for me, put yourself in Cameron Dawson's shoes, like – you know, people. You it, must look on social media and stuff, of course. They do, they're all they're all on it. Um, and in your know, years, all the that that, that that last season when he when we got relegated, it was awful. Like, not you know, could be down to him, could be down to the fact that we were just awful as a as a team and everything else was going wrong uh, wrong around him. But you put yourself in his shoes, right? You've been down text. The fans are singing your name. You're winning Player of the Month. You've got promoted. You're absolutely smashing it. And then you come back to Sheffield Wednesday, and then everyone's like. Yeah, you'd like to think that everyone's going to be excited, but everyone isn't. And you think, why do I, you know? Why should I come and play for Sheffield Wednesday? For me, I think he'll be. If if, if Exeter aren't already trying to sign Cameron Dawson, then it'll be then the, the the stupid in my eyes. Like you know, for for someone that's done so well for him, and you know they've they've gone up. They've, like I said, he's going to be, he's going to be playing in League One. either have a for Exeter or for Sheffield Wednesday. All right, he's a Wednesday fan and everything, but for me, I just think him personally. I, I don't think he'll want to stay. I think he'll want
5: to.
12: I think you've just answered your own question, James.
5: I have. I do as well. I think. I think because you've just mentioned it there that if he's got the opportunity to play in League One for Sheffield Wednesday or Exeter, he's a Wednesday fan. Yeah, he's. I'm not saying he's chucked loads of goals in in the past, but he's made some individual areas like like every single player does in the world. He one he's the one to put them right. He's got a year of senior football and a promotion under his belt. If if we do not give him a chance, it's absolutely ludicrous. What does that? What message does that show to every player that goes out alone from Sheffield Wednesday?
2: Yeah, I get You can be- do
5: best you can, and then you come back and just let you rot, or we just say, right, well, you've gone and done that, mate. But yeah, off you pop. It, it, it's a wrong message. He deserves. I'm not saying, like I said at the start, he, I'm not saying give it him no questions asked, but he deserves to come back in. And be given that opportunity to stake his claim for that number one jersey.
4: Yeah, I think I think you're right what you're saying, but when, when you look at you know Bailey Peacock Farrell has had, had probably an equally as good season as what Cameron Dawson has in terms of numbers in a you know in a harder division or the you know League One than League Two. Yeah, but yet he's still getting pelters. For, for mistakes that he's made, so I,
5: I don't get that. I, I really
12: don't. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't agree right. with Brandon's, you. But it, but it's, he's, still getting Pelters, James. Yeah,
4: that's what that's what I mean. So as a as, so, a, that's as a footballer, to
12: my point earlier, whoever plays for Sheffield Wednesday, whoever it is, Riyad Mahrez, Raheem Sterling, whoever you want, <laughs> will get Pelters playing for Sheffield Wednesday.
4: That's what I mean. Is, and as a footballer, is that what is that what you we want? Are,
12: we aren't good fans. We're too critical. Far
5: I too don't critical. think I don't think Our players want that. Are ridiculous. I don't think players want that, but it it comes with the job. Every single footballer in the world will face some criticism.
12: Yeah, totally agree. Yep.
5: Yeah, yeah. So the, I I just think that I think we're writing him off way too early. And Peacock Peacock Farrell, he, I think he's over the season. I think I think he's done. I think he's done okay. Yeah, he's, he's made some errors, like like everyone does. The Ipswich one, yeah, that's that's that. But then he's pulled off that unbelievable penalty save away at Rotherham, so that just balances it out straight away. I, yeah. I don't think it's as bad as people people are suggesting at all.
4: Yeah, I get that. Let's, let's just bring uh, Liam on. Uh, Liam, cheers for waiting. Obviously, we're, we're talking about Cameron Dawson at the moment. Uh, where do you stand on that one? Is he going to be number one um, at Sheffield Wednesday next season?
13: How are you doing, Les? You all right?
4: Yeah, I'm fine, thanks, Liam. Yeah, come on, Cameron Dawson.
13: Uh, it's a tough one. Uh, he has made mistakes. Uh, you saw last season. I think there was one mistake at from he made
4: so well, that 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 game Rotherham was awful was that oh, was that drone gate was that that one
13: yeah that was drone gate yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah on Dawson uh, I've spoken to a few Exeter fans he's been brilliant for them uh from what i've seen is is a confidence keeper i think he thrives off confidence and hopefully i, I do think i agree he deserves an opportunity for us next season either way we do need a goalkeeper either as backup cuz Will smith is going to be off i think or as first
4: choice? Yeah, I mean, in terms of, like I said, are you are you having Cameron Dawson as your first choice? Are you bringing in a backup? Are you bringing in someone else, someone to replace him? What you, you know, personally for me, I, I think we need to bring two keepers in. Like that's what I've said. You know, I, I want to see an experienced goalkeeper and a and a young keeper. You know, I, I know people have mentioned that Bazuno. I don't think we're going to sign anyone like him or or sorry, sign him. But like, but certainly someone. In that similar mould, yeah, you know, he's only twenty years old. That's what I'd like to see—kind of almost two number ones like, battling it out, a bit like what Rotherham have had. To be fair, you know, they've had two goalkeepers that have played—I won't say equal amount of games this season, but you know, it's not like it's not been just a number one and then a, a number two. They've they've both kind of pitched in and, uh, and and fought, you know, fought for that number one jersey throughout the course of the season. That's what I want to see next season. I don't want I don't want it just to be a a in that you know that one player plays every single game. And I don't know whether that were in the contract, in the loan agreement with Burnley, that Bailey Got foul played every single game, you know, that uh, that we play because it certainly looked that way.
13: Yeah. I think, I think he'll come back for pre-season, um, get some games under his belt with us. And we're going to see what happens. Either way, we do need strengthening in all areas.
4: Yeah. I mean, just, just touching on obviously the uh, Sunderland game. What, what, you know, we're talking about you know the we lost it in midfield and what have you do you, do you agree with that or you know where did where did you see that we lost the game over the two legs?
13: Hundred percent, we lost the game in the midfield. Um, first leg, I thought we set up uh, really well. We kept our shape well. One mistake cost us the game, and we were lucky to still be at one nil. To be honest with you, on Monday night, we just didn't do enough, did we? Sunderland deserved it. We just didn't get off to the fast start, which, we, which was what we wanted. There, the game plan. We scored, I think, too late, about fifty minutes to go. We had we had a five minute spell after that, and once you saw ten minutes of ten minutes at a time, you just knew they'd get an opportunity. And unfortunately, they took it.
4: Just just one thing before before I move on, Liam. Uh, the uh, the light display. What were your, what were your tech on that?
13: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not a fan. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I know. I think I saw. I think I heard Jim on the podcast just going in <laughs> on people. Just
4: <laughs> yeah, she didn't hold back, did she?
13: No, no, she definitely uh, said it how it is in her words. But um, you know, people. You know, I don't. I don't blame those people. They, they, you know, they got behind the team. Yes, you know, some people haven't been all season. I get that, but I, I, I don't blame them. You know, they're trying to get behind the team. They're trying to make an atmosphere.
4: It is what it is. Yeah, it, I just I just knew when that were happening. I just thought, uh, "Come on, lads, it's um, it's a bit premature." Under
13: two it's
4: bit, 2.0. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a it's a bit premature. This one, you know, what I mean, we're not even it, we're winning one nil, and it's uh, it's only it's only one one on aggregate. So uh, yeah, came came back to haunt us. Uh, Liam, uh, cheers, mate. Do uh, do appreciate it. I'm just going to bring uh, Speakeasy Club. Um, oh, yeah, you all right?
0: Hiya, boys. You okay? Five minutes.
4: Hi, Simon. You're all right, mate.
0: Yeah, thanks oh, thanks for your time. Thanks for tonight. Um, yeah, I, listen, I, I, I listen in every week. It's, it's brilliant to be honest. And um, Look, I, I live in Cardiff. I'm, I'm born and bred Cardiff, but been a Wednesday for 29 years. And on, on Wednesday, uh, sorry, on Monday when we were there, the atmosphere was fantastic. I thought the vibe was very different to a lot of away games I've been to. I thought it was really positive. It was optimistic. Um, I could talk about the Cameron Dawson thing. I think for me, you've got to give him a go. I, I agree with Liam. You know, he's a confidence player. He's a very confident man at the moment, so we could do a lot worse than him. Um, I'm just really interested in talking about the defensive side of things. So okay. much get talked. So much gets talked about. You know, Darren Moore, ex-defender. He was a he was a superb stalwart. Doesn't necessarily make him a fantastic coach when it comes to set pieces. I don't think we need to talk about how many goals we've conceded from set pieces in the last minute. You know, over the season, and we talk about where we need to strengthen for next year. I, I'm just interested to get people's thoughts on defensively. Uh, for me and then from a coaching point of view i think that's where we can we can save an awful lot of points i'd love to think the jordan story is gonna gonna come back i highly doubt it um so i'm just interested to see what what people think on that
4: yeah definitely i mean when you when you look defensively it, it sounds like it's a shambles but we're we've con looking at the, the league table sixth in terms of goals conceded 50 goals were conceded over the course of the season um Rotherham 33 obviously they've gone up as uh, automatic Wigan forty four, Milton Keynes Dons forty four. Then it's Ipswich with forty six, Plymouth with forty eight. You know we've conceded a goal less than Wickham, three goals less than what Sunderland have, who were have finished uh, around us. So when you when you look at that, I, I, people say that defensive. But I don't think it's as is it, is it as bad as what people what people are making out. You know, finish with a you know plus twenty eight goal difference in the end, which is what fourth fourth best in the in the division, which is where we finished. So, um, yeah, I mean, for me, I think it's more, it's not, it's not the amount of goals that we've conceded. I think it's like, when you look at the, the timing of the goals I've, I've I've looked earlier. Um, Yeah. 12 goals we've conceded between 80 and 90 minutes. Now, not all of those are game defining goals. I think we conceded late on against Plymouth when we were 4-1 up, they made it 4-2. So, you know, not, not, not all of them have, have, um, you know, changed how the change what the result is, but there have there has been ones you know Ipswich, uh, Cheltenham, Accrington. Um, there's probably, probably that's three that I've just thought off the top of my head, and when you look at those, that that's like six points straight away where we've been winning and we've we've gone on to, gone on to draw. Um, do, do you not? Would you not agree that you know over the um, you know, as the season's gone on. We've got better, or do you think it's been the same across the board? You know, when your likes of Harley Dean and and Jordan Story have come in.
0: Oh no, I I would totally agree with that, and I, I, again, I'm a big Harley Dean fan as well. But I think your your point uh, around the timing is is important. There's there's something that interests me, and again, I am going to answers. I'm just interested for for a discussion around the resilience when it comes to those those last minute goals that we concede at points where it's easy to say throwing away points, but I know they don't throw away points. It's it's so frustrating. We could be looking at sort of 15, 18 minutes, uh, an extra points, sorry, um, within the last sort of five to 10, 10 minutes in a game. And you just think, right, what's, what's the thought process there? Is that a tactical challenge? Is it a personnel challenge? Is it a mindset challenge with the players that are in those positions? Or is it just the fact of the thing that, it's taken us all a year to get used to, we're going to have to do another year, of we are perceived to be the big club and everybody wants to beat us and everybody we play finds that 1% extra at the last minute to try and create something. Oops. That's the cat just breaking something. (laughs)
5: That was a proper mic
0: drop, that one.
5: is Is he Simon, mate?
0: It is, mate. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. I am. Uh, speaking here. You all right?
0: Yeah, good talks pal. Yeah, yeah, good yeah, thanks.
5: good stuff. No, you make, you make some good points there, mate. And I just wanted to jump in because I've got my own thoughts on that with regards to obviously conceding from set plays and even conceding in the latter stages of, of games and what you said about more and being a de- defender as a player and his coaching, potentially his coaching methods on the training ground. My, my again, it's just my opinion and my, my view on it, that he'll he'll deliver the message in the, in the right format and his coaching staff will do what they need to do. They'll set up accordingly against what they're up against. But then my personal opinion is it comes down to individuals, as in the players marking the opponents, and lack of concentration and not sticking with runners' and movement. Um, I mean, there's one that sticks out in my head with Che Dunkley he, he stuck with his man, but his man was just stronger, got a yard on him, headed it back across goal, and then the other player popped in at the far post. I think that will late on away. at, I want to say somewhere like Don't them early on in the season, and that's just one example I can I can remember yeah. of just maybe a lack in concentration. The he got the run on Dunkley. and and then obviously there's a chain of events there. There was one. At Accring-
4: there was one against Accrington as well, where I think it was Jordan's mm. story of all people, where um, the, the guy got you know he, got, he gets half a yard on him. Um, that's the one where it's. Johnson at the near post and and it goes down as an own goal and you're right there, it's, it's like a last, lack of concentration. It almost seems like it's a bit too easy sometimes.
5: Yeah, it's like, it's like they're, they're not well-worked set-piece routines against us. But Sunderland tried one the other night in the, late in the second half and Bannon blocked the shot and I thought that was really good from a defensive point of view that like they managed to stick with the runners. Maybe earlier on in the season we wouldn't have done that but obviously it's too, a little too late for that now but looking back on what you mentioned there, Accrington and the one, I think it was at Cheltenham, that all it is is a lack of concentration and not sticking with runners by by, by the looks of it. And it's just showing up week on week. It's the same players that that is happening with them. It's something we do need to eradicate and it's a good point you brought up, Simon.
4: Yeah, just, Simon, just, just moving on slightly from that, just in terms of the... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the the rumors that are going around that mendes lang and mass are uh, are going to be leaving um and not renewing the contracts is that a big blow from your point of view simon
0: uh, uh loango definitely i think um it, it, as wednesday fans i think we we both totally appreciate him and underappreciate him um, obviously with him being out so much with injury I think when he comes back in the impact he makes and then we go back to the confidence point he, the confidence he gives Bannon to Bannon to then move forward is he's just irreplaceable so I'm really worried about that. Um, Mendes Lang again apologies I can't quite remember who mentioned it earlier but I agree he definitely gets you off your seat but he, you just worry about him too much, He does not he doesn't come back he doesn't defend, he doesn't I say doesn't. Um, he, he rarely does. And again, you know, I being being from Cardiff, we used to go watch Cardiff quite a bit. And when he was at Cardiff, and he he would excite people, but he didn't have that final ball. I would love to see him succeed. I really, really would. Um, if he was to stay next year, I would hundred percent support it. But if he's going to go, I'm not going to lose any sleep. The one goes the big one for me.
4: Yeah, definitely, Simon. Uh, thank you very much. I hope the uh, the cat's not made too much damage.
0: <laughs> thanks guys yeah I'm going to go with assess it
4: now <laughs> cheers <laughs> Simon uh, just want to bring Adam in um, mate Adam how are you you alright
3: how you guys alright yeah. yeah I'm fine um, thanks, thanks. It's, just a, it's just a quick one I've been rattling my brain for a few weeks now um, when was if anyone can point me in the right direction Chef Wednesday have two strikers scoring a hat trick in the same season it's something I've been trying to find for a while and I can't seem to find anywhere
4: um good question um if anyone knows then you know pop up and uh, and let us know or or tweet us as stat man I, I probably should know that one but uh but it's, I, I have no idea obviously this season what's well, been gregory and and sideo berrahino on it that we've you know popped up with the with the goals um i've no i've no yeah. idea when that uh when that last was i mean who was the last person to have a hat-trick full stop before uh before Sido Berahino got his
3: well, I was thinking when I was thinking about it, I, I want to say like it were McLean or Mellor.
4: Jordan Rhodes got one doing against Rhodes? against, oh, yeah, against Rhodes, Forest. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, we, yeah, that, Rhodes, that was yeah. when, that's when everyone thought that Jordan Rhodes was on his comeback and he was going to be he were going to score twenty goals that season. And well, we, we all know how that uh, how that one ended up. Um, I just can't think of any other tricks that we've uh, that we've had. My
3: so, uh, my I spoke to my granddad about it. Who's been going for donkeys? He said Mark Bright, but I said that's only one person. I want two. Like just to show like how well I think Darren Moore's got the best out of the strikers.
4: Do you so really that's think that's the really think so. I was
3: thinking about?
4: What do you about think? Him? You you really think that he has got the best best out of them, obviously. You know, we are, we're still well, waiting for that twenty goal a season man. Um,
3: we are we are still. I think we we were, we got better than what we have in the past few seasons. I think he, he really turned it around. We were struggling to win at home last season, weren't we? And yeah, definitely. It was, yeah. All, all went tits up and I think he did he did turn it around. So I've got you. Got you. Can't really fault him for getting our strikers actually shooting again.
4: Yeah, obviously um, we've you know we, we finished fourth in the league. Um, no. Obviously, yeah, total heartbreak in the playoffs. So if you could put one your, your finger on kind of what went wrong if, in terms of you know if you think if you think automatics was the was the aim and we've you know we fell just short of that, what, what would you say is one thing that we did wrong that we perhaps need to improve on for next season?
3: oh, just the, uh, ju- just the lack of concentration in so many games. How many points did we drop at the beginning of the season? Um, and then what the hell was we playing head tennis for the last two games in the semi-final? It just felt like we were playing head tennis for the first 10, 15 minutes and couldn't actually get it on the deck. Yeah, it, um, did, it
4: did feel like we'd slipped back into playing a, a totally different style of football yeah. that we've played all season, which I did, I did think was were a bit frustrating. It, you know, Could you say that was down to Sunderland and the way that they set up? Did they force us to play like that?
3: Uh, well, I, I'm I'm a firm believer. You guys control how you guys want to play. If you can still play it about a bit, regardless of what, how the other team play. But um, now I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say Sunderland forced us into it. We just got the wrong tactics. I think.
4: Yeah, def- definitely. Definitely. Um, go on then before we uh, before we go. Obviously. Darren, you know, I got asked the question quite a few times. You know, are we going to stick with Darren Moore? It seems unanimous that most people do want to stick with him next season. What's your thoughts? And and how long do we, Alan? Would you, oh, yeah, would you but but how long would you give him? You know, I'd things say, aren't I'd going right.
3: Stick. I'd say stick till about October, November time, and if not, then get someone in before the next transfer window.
4: At what point would you would you think things are going wrong? What's what's going wrong? For, I mean, I've said that. If we're like mid-table, come um, yeah, come, yeah, you come Christmas. To, yeah,
3: you have to be comfortably in playoffs. We've got to be in the in top six, minimal. Great stuff, uh, got, yeah. Cheers, man. Nice Thank one, you.
4: Adam. Thanks for thanks for everything. Uh, I'm gonna wrap it up there. Um, thanks everyone for uh, for coming on this evening. Do uh, do really appreciate it. Um, you know, love all your input and everything. Obviously, we do this every week. Uh, I think the format's probably going to change um, in the next couple of weeks maybe more of a transfer rumor rumor mill episode maybe you know looking at i'm sure there'll be lots of rumors flying around like there always is gets into silly season so uh, we'll probably be looking at uh, all the different rumors across the world wide web um how crazy those rumors are you know we don't make the rumors we'll just talk about them uh, and we can uh, you know we'll discuss them and and see what other people think and, and also you know if anyone else has got any any rumors, or even anyone else has got any players that they think uh, will be an ideal fit that we should should go for, obviously the uh, the released list from most teams will be will be coming out. You know, if it hasn't done so already, so there'll be a lot of players that are uh, that are on free transfers and whatnot. So, uh, so yeah, that I think that's what we're going to probably going to be doing uh, in the next uh, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we are still still be bringing your podcast every week as well so we're not going anywhere even though there's no football throughout the summer so uh do make sure if you haven't done so already that you are subscribed to the podcast like there'll be there'll be an episode every monday i know lots of people listen to us on the uh on the commutes on a uh, on a monday morning so we'll still be there with um perhaps not as long as this the episode that this uh this morning perhaps perhaps not a two hour special but there'll be certainly something for you to uh for you to listen to. um, And just another plug for the, uh, for the patron, if you know, if you want to do sign up, it's uh, patreon.com com forward slash WTID pod. Um, obviously all the interviews, you also access the members WhatsApp group as well. So uh, thank you very much, everyone. And we'll, uh, we'll see you all uh, next week.